Jim. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Coffee with Jim podcast. I'm your host, Jim Tanner, and I'm excited to be here with you. Today, we're going to be talking about going into the new year on purpose. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome again to the podcast. We're going to get started here. Again, today's topic is going into the new year on purpose, and I am joined today by... Olive! And also joining us today is my lovely wife, Dr. Danielle Russo, who was with us last week and back by popular demand. Danielle, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. As you know, we're here as a family, it's almost the new year. We hope everybody had a great holiday so far. And a nice new year! I want to remind everybody that last week, Dr. Russo rolled out her free five-day course for all of us supporting self-care, and people have been raving about it. Now, there's a coupon code that makes it free. That coupon code expires on December 31st, 2020 at midnight. So if you're listening after, it's still a great deal at only $29. But if you're able to catch it before the offer expires, grab the course for free and take advantage of it. As we get started on the podcast today, I really just want to dive right in. So I want to ask you, Danielle, what does it mean to you to go into the new year on purpose? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think something that most people are thinking about now in some way or another as a year, as the year draws to the close, but a year that has been so distinct and unlike any before. But I think we need to not lose sight on being consistent with things we've done in the past. And in thinking about being on purpose going into the new year, I think about the planning and strategy that we have always done. And this is much more than simply, you know, sitting down on New Year's Eve and saying, okay, I'm going to set a New Year's resolution. Because to me, going into the new year on purpose is really just about checking in, reevaluating, and having a period of self-inquiry and doing so in a very intentional way. And ultimately, this can happen at any time. The date doesn't matter. The time of the year doesn't matter at all. But a lot of times we use the start of a new year as a kind of trigger or um, reason to engage this self-inquiry. So I think it's really important to take the time, take the space to intentionally do that. And I think what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about how we've done that in the past and how we approach being very intentional about moving into a new year. Absolutely. And what we're going to do is we're going to come together with some things you can actually use. You can you can take away from the podcast today and set your intentions here in the in the coming new year and build your business to a whole new level. So when we think about getting started on this, I think really the secret to getting started is to get started. What I would have you do is make sure you've got a pen and paper and you're writing notes if you're somewhere where you can write notes while you're listening to the podcast. I know many of you might be driving. Don't take notes while driving. But when you have a place where you can take notes, write this down because you're going to find that this is helpful to you 
as a guy, don't go into this willy-nilly. This is important. You're really setting an intention. Again, you're going into the new year on purpose. So the first thing is, although this is probably the exact opposite of what you'd expect us to say, focus only on the next six months. It's so easy to say, this is what I'm going to do for the year. But if you can start your goals with the first six months of the year in mind, you'll get a chance to see what works and what doesn't work. Because you're at the halfway point of the year, you can you can look around the time of you know June of 2021. You can look back at what you've done versus what you thought you'd do, and readjust and recalibrate. One of the challenges I have when I set my goals, Danielle, is you know I find myself challenged to keep reflecting back on those goals. It's now it's easy to write them, but it's a little bit more challenging to go back to what you've written, to go back to what you purposely set as an intention and make sure that you're on the track that you meant to be on. Yeah, I think that's such an important and valuable point in that it can feel really overwhelming to think about the year in an entirety and say, okay, this is everything I want to do and accomplish in the new year. And to think about how to do that can feel really overwhelming. Also, life changes. Last year when we were sitting down to strategize and plan, you know, end of the year in December, we had no idea what 2020 would look like and what would happen come March and April when suddenly things looked entirely different. You know, we were booked all over the country, traveling, training, conferences, we were so busy. We were coordinating to make sure, you know, who's going to be home with Olive and, and what's going on, who's going where, who's doing what training and how are we going to fit everything in? And then all of a sudden in, you know, the spring, everything came to a halt and it all looked very different and we needed to pivot. So I think it's really important to Understand that and give yourself permission to continually be reevaluating at least every six months, if not quarterly. And we do this. We take, usually in June, we take a little bit of a break and we use that time to very intentionally check in with the plans that we had set for the year, see where we are on our progress, but also to evaluate where we need to intentionally shift things and change and pivot and make some new goals and new intentions. So I think it's really important to give yourself permission to do that, but also know that it's an important piece of the equation and that your success will be greater if you plan in intentional times to check in, reevaluate, and shift as needed. You know, if you make a pivot, that's that's not a failure. That's taking in data, evaluating it, and making a decision. So, it, you know, it's an intentional thing and, and a good thing. Absolutely. And I think also this is one of those pivot points. As you said, you know, this is when we reflect on the year that was, the year that's coming. I think there's something to be said for going into this process and not dragging forward whatever you feel about what you did or didn't do. And I know you're always a great uh, reminder to me of that. You always like to tell me, you know, we don't have to drag forward. 
what we did or didn't do well, we can learn from that. We can use it to inform where we go next. Well, that's what you're going to do six months from now in June, hopefully. But also you have to do it right now. Before you have the, the freedom to go forward and set goals and set new intentions and to go into the new year on purpose, you've got to forgive yourself and give yourself grace for what you did or didn't do. If you were building your business throughout 2020 and it didn't end the way you thought it would, that doesn't mean you don't make new goals. It doesn't mean you don't dream again. It doesn't mean that you don't forgive that and let that go, especially with all the circumstances of the year that we all just went through. So again, that's number one. You know, Focus on goals that will take you through the next six months. And the world is going to look radically different, I think, in June 2021. Of course, as you said, we had no idea what we were in for in 2020. Yeah. And I I think I'll just add that I think that self-compassion is a really important piece of it. Coming in with grace for ourselves, not judging. And, you know, an important piece of it is, and, and we'll talk about this in the next point, but is the reflection back. But in doing that, it's about, it's about being a researcher of your own life, taking in the data evaluating it and then without judgment using that as information as data and using that to intentionally and in an informed way plan going forward it's not judgment Um, sometimes it's hard to keep that critic out of our mind that voice that has negative self-talk and and where we're really hard on ourselves but we got to let go of that and just be in the moment and just take the information in and use it, again, without judgment. And next is take an entire day to plan it. You need space. You need space to think. You need space to be creative. You want to break out a whiteboard, remove all distractions. And also, you can consider getting out of the house. You can get a space somewhere else. Go to a, a hotel. Go to a co-working space. Rent a conference room. If you do do it at home, though, just make sure you get everybody out of your space. You you get the kids occupied with other things. They're not coming in and interfering because once you get to flowing on this, which is not going to happen right away, once you get to flow, man, it is just so frustrating to lose that moment. And it will be a challenge to get to that flow. I remember just a couple of years ago we did this. Maybe you want to set the, the tone of, where we were and describe that that scene to folks. But I remember we had the big whiteboards up and in the beginning I just was having such a challenge getting what I wanted the year to be, getting it out of me, saying it, even feeling it. But once it started to flow, it poured out of me. And it would have been a disaster to be interrupted by anything at that point because we got so much great stuff out. Yeah, and I think this can look differently depending on what you have access to, you know, you may not have an entire day and that's okay, but carve out a half a day or multiple hours in a row that you can have focused, intentional time to work on this. And one year we went and we used my office at BU. So we had the space and it was, you know, it was the interim break for the university. So no one was there, but we had this open office with whiteboards and we could completely just chart out everything that we were talking about. That may not be practical now. Maybe you're at home and, you know, a lot of us are home and not going anywhere. 
but you can do it at home as well. Just find a clear space, maybe clean up so you're not distracted by clutter or whatever else is going on, but create this intentional period of time and space where you can be and you can work. You know, maybe just tape a big poster up on the wall or have a notebook. Whatever it is, plan for it ahead of time. Decide what you want to work with, what you're going to need, and set it up so that when you sit down to do this planning, everything's there that you need. The time is carved out. The other people in your household know what's going on. And you have the space to really focus and to work on your plan for the year. And I would say, especially because we're going to talk about number three here in a second, which will really, we'll get into the meat of how to use goal setting to grow your business. But I also want to acknowledge that a lot of what our podcast listeners are looking for is how to build their business in the new year to new levels. And so I'd like to add to that, as you're taking the data plan, examine the scope, the size of your goals. Do they make you comfortable or uncomfortable? I think that's a great way to understand how big are these goals for the new year. You know, we're surrounded by people that want us to be realistic, reasonable, uh, humble about our goals. But in 2021, I've proclaimed to my organization of of business owners that I work with, the people that I mentor, that we're going to think bigger than we've ever thought before. And every time in the past where we have slowed down or struggled to reach our goals, it was often because we just weren't thinking big enough. So as you're making goals, look at these goals and say, are these goals that make me comfortable or uncomfortable? Are these big? Do they increase my vision of the world around me? If I reach these goals, do things change or not? It's, it's worth examining the size, the scope, the, the vision of your goals for the new year. And that takes us into number three, is plan with someone who knows what you're doing, your business. Example, in your business, let's say you have a goal this year to earn uh, six figures from home, $100,000 a year from home with your business. Listen, if you're a one-woman or a one-man show, you've got to find someone that you can pitch and, and bounce these ideas off of. You have to find people that have done the thing that you're trying to do because they can help you. They can give you insight into how to do it that may not be obvious where you're looking at it, essentially, you know, if it were a mountain, you're looking at it from the bottom of the mountain, but but these mentors, these peers that have already climbed the mountain can give you a perspective that you just don't have from where you are. Yeah, that's a great point, Jim, and I think it's really helpful to invite someone in to your planning that knows you and knows your business, knows what you're working towards which is why every year we strategically make a session where we can do our planning together. And although there are parts of our plans that are separate and different projects that we're working on, we know each other really well and know our goals. And working together helps us, I think, oftentimes think even bigger and expand thoughts as, as we start to develop them. So I think it's really useful particularly for thinking outside of the box and for pushing your own boundaries to invite someone else into that planning process with you. It almost becomes like a team, you know, business strategy session. 
So that those points really help set up the context for the day and what you're going to do. Carving out that time, whether it's a half a day or a full day, but a very intentional period to work on this. This isn't just sitting down and, you know, coming up with a resolution or a goal for the year. It's really intentionally re-examining your business, your goals, what you're working on. So carving out that half day, full day, and intentionally doing this, potentially inviting a partner in to work through it with you. So then what do you do? Well, I think to start, a great way to do this is to just have a brainstorming session where there are no limits. Again, no judgment. So sit down, get out a piece of paper, get the whiteboard, get a notebook, however you work best, on your computer even. But I think it's often better to do this, you know, by hand. So whether that's a notebook, a piece of paper, a big chart paper or a whiteboard, really actually writing it out and just create a brainstorm. Set yourself a time and don't put any limits or judgments or any thought as to, is this practical? Is this what I want? You'll get to that later, but just take a time, a period of time to brainstorm and just jot down everything that comes to your mind. And in doing so, think about where you would want to be at the end of this year. So if I could be anywhere, doing anything, have achieved anything, what would that look like? What would I do this year if I knew I could not fail? What would a successful year look like for me? And jot everything down. Again, no idea is too big and we're not judging at this point. So just write, 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 write down everything. And you'll work through that after the fact. But just start writing and don't hold back. And then from there, you can take this brainstorming exercise. You know, give yourself enough time, like 30 minutes, to just write down everything. Whatever comes out, all your dreams, any anything you can imagine. What would an incredible breakthrough year look like for you? What would you do if you couldn't fail? Get it all down. Put it in writing. And again, that can look like however you best process. So maybe you're writing paragraphs, maybe you're writing bullet points, keywords, maybe you're drawing pictures, but just get it out there. And then from there, you can fine tune and start to work through that and use that to set up your goals for the year. And I love when you say no ideas too big and there's no judgment, just get it all down. I love that because again, Thinking bigger, having a bigger, bolder vision for the future is really what unlocks your creativity. It unlocks your entrepreneurship. And so how this reflects specifically on your business and having success in your home-based business is when you have these big goals, the why, the why gets bigger. The why, W-H-Y, gets bigger. And then the hows, they tend to just fall into place. I mean, for example... When you have these big goals, financial goals or uh, relationship goals, you want to get bills and, and financial worries out of the way so that you can focus on the things that matter most to you. Well, how do you do that with your business? Well, first of all, it's by getting into a daily rhythm, getting into forward momentum by just saying, listen, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And from here on out, I'm going to do the daily activities that are required 
to get to the results that I want. Obviously, we want to build bigger teams. We want to have teams that span across our country and across the world. We want to open the door to this incredible opportunity that somebody opened to us. We want to pay it forward so other people can have success. Because we know that their success will relay back to our success. So how do we do that? Well, it's simple daily disciplines. Exposing people to the business. Following up with folks that you've invited to take a look at perhaps a video or some information in the past. But doing that daily and consistently so that you know that every day you are moving towards your goals. Every day you're moving towards your dreams. Every day you're moving towards what you want, your why, instead of drifting away from it. So from there, during this planning session, once you have those big ideas, all of that brainstorm, you want to start the process of organizing it. And I usually like to, and I think we both do this, organize it into different areas or aspects. So I'll have goals for health and well-being and goals for teaching and research and business goals and social connection goals. So whatever main categories work for you, create those and then start to organize your goals. And you want to make concrete goals in each area and they should be very specific. So you don't want your goals to be too general because it won't mean anything to you. It's not something you can work towards or, or actually even achieve. They need to be very specific. So you want to make specific goals in each area. And I think an important piece of this too is when thinking about these areas and what you want to accomplish and, and what you're doing is to also think of the non-negotiables, things that you don't want to do. This is we're thinking about the new year. We only have so many hours in a day and we only have so much time each year. So in order to open up space to accomplish all the things that we want to do, we also need to understand and recognize where we need boundaries and where we maybe need to start saying no to create that space. So you can also create a list of non-negotiables things that you don't want to do, sometimes maybe that you have always historically said yes to out of a feeling of obligation or guilt, but things that you don't really want to pursue and that going forward, you're going to work on saying no to, to create the space for everything else. Every time you talk about non-negotiables, the first thing that comes to my mind is, and many people know, you know, we have another business, short-term rental property business. And one of my non-negotiables was I didn't want to be the repairman, the handyman, because I'm not handy and I can't fix things. So that was on my non-negotiables list when we endeavored to start that business. And, you know, we have a property manager that handles those things. And it allows me to have this business, which we love, because, because we love going to and using the house ourselves. We love everything about it, except we don't want to fix things. And I certainly don't want to fix things when they break, which is almost always at an inconvenient time. So that was a non-negotiable for me. And, and I, I always think of that example. And maybe for you, non-negotiables in your business are the ways that you would prospect. Uh, in my home-based business, I love to build my team. I love to recruit. But a non-negotiable for me is I don't want to talk to strangers. I'm not 
comfortable chatting to somebody that I don't know. I'm not comfortable walking up to somebody at a grocery store, for example, which is a technique that's been taught in the profession for decades and decades and works great for some people. I prefer to have those conversations over the telephone with a qualified prospect. You have to decide what your non-negotiables are so that it frees you up to look at what you do want to do. I think once we can we can identify what we don't want to do, it becomes much more clearer what we do want to do and how we can achieve our goals that way. Yeah, that's a, those are great examples. Thanks for sharing those. So yeah, make a list, a concrete list of the goals for the year, breaking them down in different areas. And then also including the non-negotiables, which help you think about how you're going to get there. So have concrete goals, have them be specific and obtainable, you know, have specific numbers you're aiming for or specific details because that will help. And then what I recommend next is to develop a set of affirmations. And these are affirmations that clearly state what life will look like once you have achieved all of your goals. So whatever your goals you decide for the year are, then you want to develop a list of affirmations that are said in the present tense as if you have already obtained that goal. And you're going to write them down and keep them somewhere or multiple places that are clearly accessible to you. So maybe you have them in your phone where you can see them throughout the day. Maybe you post them next to your computer or on your mirror in the bathroom, wherever it is, you want these daily affirmations available and accessible and you want to repeat them every day. So a lot of times what my routine ends up being is that I'll, I'll write it out every day and I'll look at the list. First, I'll start by writing my gratitude list. So every day I write down three to five things that I'm grateful for that day. Again, it can be big or small. Sometimes I write down that I, I'm grateful for the great cup of coffee that I'm drinking while I'm doing the practice. So you could be grateful for anything, but every day taking that intentional time to have that gratitude practice, notice those things. I write them down and then I write out all of my goals. So I write out my affirmations. So that's kind of like re triggering my mind to focus on them. So very specific things that I have set for myself. And again, that are stated in the present tense as if you have achieved them. And they can be a whole variety of things for different aspects of your life. So I have affirmations that are about parenting and are about being a great partner with my marriage being a priority and I have work-based goals and goals about my teaching and goals about being a positive, intentional person. So I write these very specifically and I say them to myself every day. I write them down every day and I use that practice to keep me in check because if we make a goal and set it at the beginning of the year, like many do with a resolution, you set a resolution and then you never think about it at the, again until the end of the year and you're like, wow, I didn't do so great. 
But if you're checking in with these goals every single day, that's going to keep you on track because your energy goes in the direction of your thoughts. So if you're checking in with these every day, all of your energy is going to be going towards them and they will actualize and and these things will happen. It's it's really it's very powerful, but the important piece of it is that you have to write it in the present tense. And I can't think of anything more powerful that I've adopted in my life than affirming, having affirmations, and speaking them into the universe in the present tense. Again, as you say, and of course, you're the doctor, right? I mean, you know this, but the reality is that your brain perceives that as true because you're living it as if it's true. And before it can exist in the world, whatever it is you want, I promise you this, before it exists in the world in front of you, it must exist within you. It just has to. That's how it works. I fought against that. I, I believe that it couldn't possibly work that way. All of my programming, subtle and not so subtle from birth, was that it didn't work that way. But when I adopted this philosophy that it first has to be inside of you for it to be in front of you, that you have to think it, you have to imagine it, you have to be clear in your mind on what it is, and you believe it in the present tense, and then it appears before you. That's governed everything I've been able to achieve in business. It's governed the positive relationships in my life. It's governed how I parent. It's governed how I operate on a daily basis. And yet it's so simple to do that it's also so simple not to do. And it's these small things. People want the magic wand, the big thing. They want this huge secret. But the secrets are in the small details. The secrets are in the words we say. Words matter. The secrets are in the self-talk. What we say to ourselves matter. The secrets are in what we visualize and actualize. Those activities matter. I learned that from you as much as I did from any great philosopher, author, or mentor in my life. And I'm so glad you're here to share this with everybody today. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're right. It's so powerful. And it is rooted in you know, quantum physics and all of these things, even beyond what we can comprehend. But it's also so simple and totally makes sense. Because if I'll give you an, a concrete example, one of my affirmations for last year that I wrote down was I parent with kindness, compassion, encouragement, and love. So if I wake up every day and I am writing out, I parent with kindness, compassion, encouragement, and love, that is going to actively be in the forefront of my mind. So as throughout the day I'm having interactions with my daughter, I am more likely going to make the compassionate choice or to interact with kindness and show kindness towards her because I have forefronted that and that's where my intention is. I'll be more likely not to just react but to intentionally choose my interaction with her. And so that makes it a reality. And then reflecting back at the end of the day, end of the week, month, year, I can see, wow, yeah, that one, that came true. But of course it, of course it did because I am putting that in the forefront of my mind every single day. That reminds me of it and it focuses my attention and thus my actions. And that's why these things work. So again, 
make set your goals, make active affirmations out of them, and then check in with those every single day. Like Jim said, it's it's such a simple thing, easy to do, but also so easy not to do. So you have to build the habit. Maybe splurge and get yourself a nice new notebook, a journal, and and something that you can connect with every day and have it out there on your desk and and write out your gratitude list and then write out your affirmations every single day. And then from there, I also recommend choosing one goal to focus on at a time. So you make out this list of goals for the year, but intentionally choose one that will be your primary focus until you achieve that. So every day you can write out the gratitude, write out the full affirmation list, but maybe below that also write out the goal that you are focusing on currently. And then until you achieve that, you can write that out every single day. And then once you have achieved that, you can go to focus on something else. But I think it's really important to be intentional in selecting one goal to be the focus at a time. And other stuff will happen, but allowing for that one area of focus just helps really fine tune that intentionality and also prevents us from feeling overwhelmed. And no matter what, always coming back to that self-compassion and allowing yourself the grace that at the end of the day, if you didn't perfectly achieve your goal, that's okay. You start again with the practice the next day. And every single day, start again. The gratitude, the affirmations, your chosen goal. And when I think about people that we see externally, we see people reaching their goals. We see people having the the success, maybe the same success we want. We see it in other people. They're having it. We see them achieving goals that they set for themselves. We don't often see any of what we talked about today. That's not as obvious. That grit, we say, oh, that person is gritty. They're determined. They They stay focused on what they want until they get it. Behind that, when you peel it back, the behavior you don't see is this. It's what they do when they get up. It's the intentional way they start their day every day. And what you just said is so key. When it doesn't go their way, they don't throw it all away. When it doesn't go their way, they don't just chuck their goals and their dreams in the garbage. They don't use any one day's lack of success or even the word failure. So many people love that word. They don't use any one day's failure as the evidence that the whole thing won't work, that the whole that the whole endeavor is now worthless, that the whole future that you're constructing for yourself should be ripped down, balled up, and discarded. They go forward because every day is a new day. Every opportunity is a new opportunity. Every phone call is a new opportunity. Every interaction is a chance for something new. Every time you step out on faith, with this great practice behind you, with goals, dreams, desires, determination, you are moving forward. And the great thing is, as I was just saying, we look at other people, we see what they're having, they inspire us to go for it ourselves. But let's just think for a moment. Imagine if you were the reason, the inspiration behind somebody else achieving their goals. 
What if their life story, their legacy, their success couldn't be described without your name being said as well? That's the power of doing things the right way. That's the power of being intentional and on purpose is that you change the lives around you and maybe sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. And obviously, I could talk about this for hours. We're not going to do that because this, a lot of the purpose behind the podcast is to be the prompt, the spark that ignites. So we're going to say goodbye for today. But Dr. Russo, before you go, I would just like you to um, have some final words for everybody. You know, we don't get you here at Coffee with Jim every week. This is two weeks in a row. We need to remind the audience not to get used to this. You just happen to be on break from about a thousand things that you normally do while I'm recording this podcast. We loved having you here. We'd love to have your final words for this week's podcast. And also the last time they're going to hear from you here in the year 2020. Yeah, thank you. And I'm happy to be here. I'm glad I could be here. And one suggestion I would have is as you are getting ready to set up for your goal planning session and and setting up your new year, maybe use the self-care series as a setup for that. So the intention of that, if you haven't already checked it out, is it's five days. So it's best if you don't just listen to them all at once, but actually use it over five days. And there is a little short, less than 10 minute training or talk every day with an action prompt at the end. So I think setting yourself up for the year by beginning with that, maybe the five days ahead of your goal planning session would be great. So go through each day, one day at a time, do it in the morning or do, you know, do, do it whenever you have the space for it, but listen to the talk for the day and then actually do the prompt. So take the time to do the self-inquiry, the reflection, and then write out the prompt for the day, the the e-practice prompt, and do that every day for five days. And then after that, I think that will set you up very nicely to go into this strategic planning session. So if you haven't gotten the series already, I would recommend going in and getting it while it's free. So even if you plan to not do your planning session the first day of January, which is absolutely fine, you can do it at any point that you have space, go in before the end of the year, sign up for the course so you have it ready. And then when you're ready, do those five days over a five-day period. And that will set you up to really have the foundation of coming into this with self-compassion and strategies for setting up those daily disciplines that will make you successful in having a very intentional new year. And as I turn it over to you, Jim, I just want to thank everyone for having me here today. I wish you well. I wish you health. And I wish you very intentional success in the new year. And I am excited to hear all of the stories of everyone going out and intentionally planning. So share those with us. We would love to hear about it. And back to you, Jim. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate having you here. We're we're always so fortunate to have Dr. Danielle Russo with us. And as I'm wrapping up the podcast today, 
I also want to add my Happy New Year. I'm going to let all of add hers as well here in a moment. She's been very patient while we were recording today's podcast. But I just want to leave you with these thoughts. It's the end of a year. It's the beginning of a new one. It's the end of a day. It's the beginning of a new one. It's the end of a business cycle. It's the beginning of a new one. How you feel about how it was or how it will be is ultimately inside you. It's inside of us all. What you do with this moment, this opportunity, this future, and this freedom that you're creating for yourself is ultimately, it's up to you. It's up to each of us individually. What does that mean? That means it's choice. How you feel about the day and how you take on the day is a choice. How you present yourself to the day, to build your business, to attract new people to your team, customers for your product, that's a choice. But the choice is ultimately ours. Never give your power away. Never turn it over to some other person or circumstance to say, that's why I didn't get what I wanted, because you have everything you need to get what you want, to have what you want. But you must be able to articulate what you want and why you want it. You must be able to see it in the future and in the present for it to be real and realized. That's your choice. That's your decision. And this is your moment. I hope this has been the spark the inspiration for you to make those decisions and to set a course for your 2021 and to go into the new year on purpose. This has been today's episode of the Coffee with Jim podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Special thanks to my wife, Dr. Danielle Rousseau, and my lovely daughter, Olive. From all of us, Happy New Year. And have a Happy New Year!